You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 50. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and boy, do we have an awesome, awesome episode for you today. I am interviewing my client, Linda Burbage, and Linda is awesome. You'll you'll hear her talk about some of her life journey, but Linda has a PhD in economics, so girlfriend is pretty, pretty smart, and she came into Macros 101 with a history and a, and a long journey with yo-yo dieting. And I know that a lot of you listening have experienced something similar where you've gone through all the diets, You every time there's a new fad, you jump on and try it. And we talk about yo-yo dieting and how that, that cycle between seeing the weight loss and then not being able to maintain it or sustain it really is not a success and how the focus needs to be shifted to that long-term sustainable fat loss. And that is what Linda is experiencing right now. So we talk about her results that she's lost 17 pounds, that she's lost 11 and a half inches. But what I love is that when I ask Linda about her results, that's not what she focuses on. She focuses on what she's gained. She focuses on the changes inside that have happened. And this is something that I really want to reiterate over and over again. And I talk about it a lot in a lot in macros 101 when i coach clients is that the change really happens inside first before it happens outside and when we can focus on that transformation from the inside out magical things happen and i think you'll hear that in the way that linda talks about this experience so let's hop right into the interview with linda burbage hello i'd like to welcome linda burbage to the podcast linda how the heck are you I'm doing great, Amber. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm really excited to chat with you about your journey and some of the successes that you've had and maybe some of the struggles that you've had. Um, I think that people will really identify with some of the experiences that you've had. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Let's start with just kind of people getting to know a little bit about you. So can you tell us a little bit about you and and what you like to do? Um, Well, I live um, in North Central, North Dakota. Um, It's a very rural area. So that creates a bunch of challenges in and of itself. Sure. Um, But I am married. I have um, a really supportive husband. And we have two sons. Um, One is four and one is one. Hmm. So they keep me very, very busy. Yeah, little guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Definitely a handful. Um, and I guess, you know, we have, I guess, a lot of irons in the fire at any given time. Um, we both work full time. Um, my husband and his brother actually are co-owners of a bison ranch. So they raise bison, Mm. which is really, really interesting and, um, really enjoyable. Mm Um, and you know, in my spare time, um, I like to do a lot of baking and cooking. 
Um, and then my husband and I also like to do some hunting and fishing together. Um, just enjoy what we have here in North Dakota, which is the outdoors. You know, we do, we do rural very well in North Dakota. And so, you know, you have to take advantage of the things that the state has to offer. So that's what we do. Um, and then of course with two boys, you know, I enjoy, you know, playing in the dirt with them and just, I guess all, all things mom related to being a boy mom. I love it. I love it. So tell me what are some of the biggest struggles when it comes to fitness working or like living in a rural area? Because this is something I get a lot of like the gym's really far away or like our grocery store is like, I have to go into town to do it. Like tell me some of those issues that have come up for you. Um, well, the, the main one right now um, is that, we, we do have a grocery store in our small town. We're actually, we do live in town, mm-hmm. but it's a town of like 600 people. Yeah. So we have a grocery store that's pretty small. And because we're kind of right on the edge of like the oil patch or the oil field, there's just a lot of bachelors. And so mm-hmm. the grocery store really attunes to those sorts of needs. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, 80 kinds of frozen pizza, but there's no Greek yogurt anywhere on the shelf. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So I really, it adds another layer into my planning. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure because to get all the things that I want, like protein powder and Greek yogurt and egg whites and different things like that to be successful, I really need to make sure, okay, the nearest bigger town is about 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So I always have to make sure, okay, what am I going to need for this week? Or, you know, sometimes I don't like to go every week. You know, I'd rather do like two weeks, but you have to kind of plan much longer term and make sure, okay, am I going to have enough, uh, Greek yogurt for this recipe, just for example. So it's really just an extra layer on top of planning. It's a lot more challenging and it wasn't necessarily the challenge I was expecting when I, sure. I think, for macros. Sure, sure. Uh, I thought the bigger challenges were going to be like, oh, you know, I, I can't have this or I need to scale back on this or, you know, I really uh-huh. like cheese. Cheese is fatty. Well, that's really not an issue so much. It's I can't get fat-free cheese. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's just hard to find. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So let's go back a couple of years um, and kind of talk about maybe their journey that led you up um, to where you're at now. What what did your fitness journey look like? Um, what does your weight loss journey look like over the last couple of years? So I guess, you know, my whole life I've always struggled with my weight. Um, and it's it's just always been an issue. But I really didn't start like a dieting cycle or worrying too much about actively losing weight until I was in college. So in college, I started, um, you know, doing low carb. Mm -hmm. So I was a, I was a big fan of the Atkins diet and I'd seen people have success on it. And so I thought it was something I'd give a try to, because, you know, I, I just like the concept of you can eat as much as you want of, you know, certain things, but you Mm -hmm. just have to cut out others. And so I felt like I could do that. And, and at the time, maybe that's where I needed to be on my journey. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure. Because one thing it actually did for me that was good was 
I proved to myself that I could actually lose weight. Yeah. Um, the problem was keeping it off. Sure. <laughs> so kind of as I went on, um, I finished college, I went on to graduate school. Um, and you know, when you go to graduate school, you end up being really, really busy all the time. So it's just a lot harder to plan meals. Um, and then also you end up being really, really poor. <laughs> so you can't, you can't afford to, you know, only buy bacon right. <laughs> and things like that. So yeah. it, it just created some challenges. And so I, when I was all through grad school, um, I, I really just kind of yo-yoed. I'd go through periods where I would kind of cut back on the carbs a lot and then, you know, I'd get busy. So it kind of go by the wayside Mm -hmm. and different things like that. So, yeah, I think it's a a important point that you make here. I think there are some people that, that for them, weight loss is really hard. Um, and that's, that's the hard part of the journey. And then there's other people that the weight loss isn't necessarily the hard part. It's the keeping it off long-term. Um, and that's where for some people that yo-yo comes in, right? They're able to lose the weight, but it's that maintaining the loss long-term that ends up being the the most challenging part. It sounds like that was kind of the issue for you. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, in my head, it was like, well, this works, right? Because when I exert a lot of effort and try to lose weight, I lose the weight. But yes you know, it was never lasting. Yeah. And I think sometimes for some of you listening, I think we need to shift our idea of like what is working, right? You're like, well, this like Atkins like works, like it works. Like when I do it, I see the, the weight drop off, but we have to look a little bit longer term and say, you know what? Success isn't just losing the weight. Success is losing the weight and keeping it off. And when we redefine what success means, then it may not be working. Like you may be losing the weight, but if you can't maintain it, then that to me is not a success. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, and that was what it was in my head at the time. It was saying, well, it must work. Mm -hmm. There's something to it, but you know, then I would say, well, it's, you know, something else would come up and I'd get busy and, oh, it's just because I didn't have time to focus on, you know, whatever I was doing, or I couldn't afford the food. Um, or something like that. And so it was always this excuse. So it was never about trying to incorporate this into my lifestyle and making it just something I could always do, whether I was busy or not. It was, yeah. So, so what was that deciding moment when you're like, learned about counting macros, decided that this was the next thing that, that you were willing to, to dive into? Um, well, I have, okay, so after, after grad school, um, I had, had two babies, right? So, um, after I had my second baby, I'd kind of, you know, been just putting off losing the weight a little bit. And then finally, once I was done, uh, nursing, I decided, well, you know, it's time, it's time to lose weight. And so I was kind of like unsure about what I wanted to do, um, a couple years, you know, prior between having babies, I kind of yo-yoed quite a bit. I did a mix of like low carb and calorie cuts. And so, you know, after the second, I kind of was trying to decide, do I jump back on and do something low carb? Do I try to do a calorie cut? Um, I've just been looking into, you know, different things and trying to think about what was going to work. 
So I kind of just decided, well, I better just throw myself back on this low carb diet. And so just a couple weeks in, um, I ran across a Facebook ad for uh, Macros 101. And I was like, okay, well, and it was something about like, you can eat donuts um, and get biceps or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember it, but I was like, you know, that sounds really nice. <laughs> I want <laughs> so, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that speaks to everyone, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, it was just signing up for the free class at the time. And I thought, well, that's not going to hurt anything. It never hurts anyone to learn more. Yeah. Um, so I figured I'd just schedule it in, um, go to the webinar, learn about it. And so sitting in the webinar um, was really um, interesting to me. It really spoke to me from my like data nerd perspective. Mm. So um, I don't think I mentioned before uh, when I was talking about myself, and, and this is typically what I do. I just downplay all my expertise uh, mm. and education, but I actually have a PhD in economics. Yeah, that's a little and, bit of education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I really like a lot of the trade-offs really spoke to me because that's just, that's what we do. And that's how we frame our decisions in that field of study. We look at, you know, what's your budget and how are you going to spend it? And so learning about and thinking about food choices from that perspective really spoke to me. It was like something kind of just clicked in my brain and went, oh yeah, you know, this makes sense. Like, make sure you get your protein and, um, you know, try to like get into your calorie range by not getting too many fats or too much carbs. It was kind of like striking a balance. Yeah. And so that really, um, I think that just clicked in my head with my training. And it was almost like, I can't believe I didn't ever think about it this way before because I've had all this training and my dissertation was even on, um, how do, uh, it was on basically pure effects of, um, college freshmen and why do they gain 15 pounds year? So it was like, I've spent my life like trying to understand like the behavioral aspects of weight gain. And mm-hmm. here, here I am still struggling myself. Mm-hmm. So it was very, you know, eye opening to frame, to frame these sorts of things, um, in that manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then you, you ended up coming into the program, um, you yes. ended up signing up and coming into macros 101. And what was that experience like starting out for you? Um, starting out, I, I, you know, I signed up, I decided, um, you know, I really thought this would be something I could try and you know what, if it didn't work, it didn't work. And then I think we had a coaching call Mm -hmm. like right away after, and we were all talking about it, you know, everyone's excited and buzzing about, well, I set my macros and they turned out to be this. And does that seem right? And I think what you'd said to someone was, well, what's holding you back from trying? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just jump in and see what happens? And so at that moment, I realized, you know, that's where I need to go with this. I just need to, you know, dive right in mm-hmm. and give it a shot and collect the data. And that's going to lead me to 
um, whether this outcome is good or not. And I can adjust from there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just using that too in the, in the aspect of, um, thinking about the time frame. Cause it's like, you know, I've been overweight my whole life. What's two more weeks of trying this and finding out this combination of macros doesn't work. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's nothing. Right? Yes. It's, right. It's nothing. We get so, so in our head about this of like, <laughs> I've wasted two weeks. Like, yeah. What like, is two weeks? Yeah. And exactly. it's not a waste. <laughs> it's not. It's like, now I've learned. It's like, never this, a waste. Now you have more data. Exactly. So it's it's all about, you know, to me, it was like all of a sudden, like, aha, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like everything I've been doing is I've been collecting data. And mm-hmm. now, you know, maybe it took me a few times to realize, you know, these, these other types of calorie cuts or low carb, they weren't sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. But here I can collect some data and decide, does this work mm-hmm. or does it not work and keep moving forward from there. So instead of focusing on it as, oh, I just wasted two weeks, it's more like, okay, I found out this didn't work. Let's try something else. So it's about moving forward instead of, oh, man, I just wasted two weeks of my life. Well, that's nothing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that, yes, that is such a big focus of mine uh, inside Macros 101 is getting you that data and really removing that emotional element of it. Um, The interpretations that we have about what it means and whether or not we're going to be successful, really trying to remove that as much as possible and really just making it about, you know what, I'm just like gleaning this data and I'm taking it and I'm analyzing it and I'm adjusting and I'm, and I'm continuing to move forward towards my goal. So what, what results have you seen in this process? What, um, what has changed for you? Um, well, I think, I guess, you know, usually I would be really quick. Like if someone had asked me that prior to Macros 101, I would have been really quick to jump to pounds lost and inches lost. Yeah. But with this program, I'm much more excited to like tell people about how I'm feeling. Yes. Which is, I have way more energy, mm-hmm. which is necessary with two boys. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> and I you know, after I eat lunch, I don't have that post-lunch crash where I get super sleepy and just want to take a nap Mm -hmm. like I used to have. Um, But more so, it's been really the mental shift of everything that's happened. So um, it's kind of just the whole positive thinking and building yourself up. And all of those all of those things, doing the affirmations, you know, I think a lot of people think that sounds silly, Mm -hmm. but it works really well. And what I'm finding is that's, that's been key Mm -hmm. to keeping me on track. And not only that, it's permeated into all other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really about being mindful about how you talk to yourself, Mm -hmm. even just small phrases like, you know, I'm going to try to do this this week. Don't say that. Say, I will do it this week. That's right. And and those things make such a huge difference because there's a lot of positive talk going on in my head now that used to not be there. Mm, I love that. And I know, I know plenty of people who say I'm a very positive person, but then if you listen to their language, yes, they are positive, but just not about themselves mm-hmm. or about their goals. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really sad for them because it is such a mind shift when you can 
start to achieve some of that and see the results. That's huge. Um, I love that you bring that up too, because I, I've uh, gotten some DMs recently of people who are like, I can be body positive about other people, or I can be excited about other people's journeys, or I can be positive about like, you know, whatever with other people's journeys, but I really struggle to do it with myself. And I think you're right that a lot of times it's easy for us to be positive about our kids or to encourage our kids or to encourage our spouse or our friends. And when we start to talk to ourselves, like those words change. Um, and we're so much harder on ourselves than we would ever be on our best friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's since having kids too, it's like, I'm very mindful of what I tell them about how they look or, or things like that. But it's like, why don't I do this for myself? Because this is just really what I need to hear. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And so it's, it's definitely been a fantastic change, you know, and just as far as, you know, to like some of the other areas of my life, it's been really good for me to stay motivated at, you know, doing different things like organizing around my house, um, being present for my kids. And then also in my career, it's been fantastic. I love it. And you've had some pretty amazing physical results as well. Yes. I yes, would I love have. if you should, would you be willing oh, to share yes. those. Um, so since May 27th, I think that's the day I, f- I officially considered, you know, mm-hmm. starting, um, I've lost 17 pounds, which is to put in perspective, that's almost 8% of my body weight. Awesome. Um, Total, I've lost 11 and a half inches. Wow. Um, And most of that's coming up, come off my thighs. I've had about four inches come off my thighs, Mm -hmm. Um, two inches off my waist, um, two inches, more than two inches off my hips. So it's been really fantastic that way. I'm fitting into pants that I haven't fit into since before my second baby was born. Mm -hmm. And how does that feel? How how does that feel? It is awesome. And I tell you what, I have a stack of pants in my closet hiding away and I'm just waiting to bust those out the next time I go down. Oh, I love (laughs) it. I am excited about it. I actually have a couple pairs sitting out so I can see them mm-hmm. um, and just remind myself that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, what a great, so. what a great visual reminder of, yeah, that's where I'm going. Like, yep. that, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to get to. I love that. So what would you say to somebody who is, is struggling to find that consistency is struggling to find that motivation to keep going? Um, cause sometimes I do think that people are like, well, yeah, if I was seeing the scale go down too, then I could keep motivated. Um, what would you say to someone who maybe is struggling with that motivation to keep going? What's been key for me, uh, when it comes to staying motivated and staying consistent has just been a lot of the positive talk and mm-hmm. just reminding myself every day, there's one thing I keep seeing pop up on my feed. There's one quote, and it's something like, it's a slow process, but quitting now won't speed it up. Yeah, won't make it any faster. Yeah, you won't get there any quicker if you keep yo-yoing like I was doing. If you quit and start again and quit and start again, it's not going to get you there any faster. I feel really empowered because... I feel like this is the last time I am going to lose these previous 17 pounds I just lost. Like, yeah. I'm never going to have to do that again. Yeah. So I can keep moving forward and 
you know, keep getting towards closer to, you know, the goals and results that I want. I love it. I love it. What has been, um, maybe like, uh, an aha moment for you? Has there been anything in this journey where, uh, maybe you were weighing something or, um, maybe you had an experience that was kind of a, a wake up call or an aha moment that you'd be willing to share? <laughs> um, besides, um, brownies having 15 grams of fat. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. hate to know um, that. I know I, there's been a lot of little details and a lot of big things. So I think some of the small details that I'm starting to realize is, you know, there were certain foods I thought I really liked or, you know, disliked. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that I must not like, like them as much as I thought, because when I have, you know, nothing is off limits. You just have to make sure it fits. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if I really want something, you know, at the beginning, I would tell myself, okay, you know, I want to eat, you know, this cookie or this brownie, or I want to have ice cream tonight or something like that. I can just plan it into my day um, and I'll have it. So, you know, I'd start planning my day and I'd eat, eat what I wanted. And then I'd be like, Oh, you know what? I really want, you know, insert, you know, treat here, cookie, donut, whatever. Okay. I'll schedule it in sometime this week. Like I'll get to it. Mm -hmm. And the week would go by and I wouldn't actually ever schedule it in. Mm -hmm. So what I found was, you know, I'm not as big of a sweet tooth as I thought I was. Yeah. You know, I thought I really loved chocolate and sweets and, you know, I do like those things, but I don't like it enough to make the trade-off for like real food. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. I shouldn't say real food, but you know, more savory items or actually having a bigger lunch instead. I would rather do that than make it a point to schedule in um, you know, a cookie. Yeah. So I I'm love- realizing that, you know, I guess that's not really what I was about. I thought that I was, mm-hmm. but I'm not. One of I'm really glad you brought that up because it's one of my favorite things that people get to experience when they start to count macros and when they start to go through this process is you really start to understand how, like what's worth it to you, right? Is is that yeah. worth it to me? And you, you know me and when I coach people like I'm I'm really big on if you say that this is worth it to me, then by golly I want you to enjoy that and I want you to savor it and I want you just to like have all the fun with it, but. It, at the same token, if it's not worth it to you, then I want you to be okay saying, you know what, that's not worth it to me. It's not that you're restricting yourself. It's not that you're saying you can't have it. It really comes down to a choice and you get to make the choice of like, is this worth it to me? And that's one of my favorite things about counting macros and, and where we get past that, like, I can't have that, or I can have this. It's not a can't or a can have this. It's, I get to choose. And I know what the the nutritional value is of it. And I can choose if I want to fit that in or not. Yep, exactly. And I actually, I had the opposite experience with pancakes. Mm. I, I always thought I really love pancakes, but it turns out what I really like is syrup. Ah, and syrup <laughs> is crazy because, high in carbs when you yeah, check that stuff. I was like, Oh, I can, I can have pancakes and I'll cut down on the carbs by getting mm-hmm. sugar-free syrup. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, I think you know, I made waffles one day and mm-hmm. I, I accidentally grabbed the regular syrup and put it on instead of the sugar-free. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, these are amazing. This is super. <laughs> and then I went back to like scan the bottle and I was like, oh, this is the original. No wonder oh. I liked it. 
Yeah. I'm like, I guess I really don't like sugar-free syrup. Mm-hmm. And the best part of having a pancake is being able to have it with Lots real syrup. syrup. Yeah. <laughs> so now I know that about myself. And yeah. it's like, if I'm going to have pancakes, I'm going to do it right. You and I'm going to put real syrup on it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that you say that because I hear from a lot of people where they're like, well, I feel like I have to have like the sugar-free option, or I feel like I have to have the fat-free option. And you know what? That's not true. I I want you to have the foods that you like and that you enjoy. So now that you've identified that, hey, what I like is real syrup. And sometimes it's worth it to me to spend 30 carbs on real syrup because that's that's what I enjoy. So I love that you've been able to do that. And, and here's what it will do for you, Linda. And for anybody else who is listening is it is a sustainable way to live. If that's what you like to eat, we need to be able to fit that into your regular routine so that in the long run, like you can continue to have the foods that you enjoy having. Um, and that's really the value of being able to pick and choose what you want within a framework like you said, within this framework that allows you to have this understanding, okay, here's what balance looks like. Here's what moderation looks like. I have this framework I get to work within, um, but I get to pick and choose what, what is important to me and what I want to fit in. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, it's just been major because I feel like right now, I feel like, I guess the best way to describe it is I am out of like food prison. Like I'm not being like, restricted so much and feeling like I can only have sugar-free or I can only have, you know, this or that. And I feel like I have the freedom to choose. And now that I know that I get to choose and I get to try things and make decisions and really, instead of thinking about, um, you know, we still have to think about how many calories, you know, Mm -hmm. things are, or, or, you know, how many macros is this worth, but you can think about, do I really enjoy it? And is it worth spending my budget of macros on it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Last question for you. What would you say to somebody who, um, is scared that they're going to fail trying to count macros or if they come into macros one one that they're going to, that they're going to fail? What would you say to that person? I would, I would probably say, stop telling yourself you might fail. Mm. (laughs) It's a disservice to you. um, Totally. It's, you have to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if your friend were starting macros or starting Weight Watchers or Atkins or any, any sort of diet or any sort of exercise plan, um, and you would you would you tell them so what are you going to do when you fail yeah that's a good point we would never say that to our best friend (laughs) oh well you might fail just just to let you know you might fail at this (laughs) yeah so what are you going to do later uh when Uh you gain all the weight back like that's really not what you tell other people so don't tell it to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, I think we do that we do that to try and and keep ourselves safe because if we go in with the expectation that we're going to fail or that we could fail and then we do, it's like, well, but I, I, I called it. 
I said that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason to us, that's like more comforting than if we go in thinking we're going to be successful and then we aren't successful. Um, and so I, that I really want you to think about what Linda's saying. I love this, that you're really bringing it back to like, how would you speak to your friend? Um, if your friend was starting something new, you would be super encouraging. You'd be super like pumped for them. You would believe in them. You would believe in their ability to do it. Um, and that's how we, I want you to speak to yourself as well. Um, because you can do it. And here's something else that we talk about a lot in Macros 101 is is reframing failure and reframing what it means if you don't get the result that you want. Because a lot of times we'll say, oh, I didn't get the result that I want, so it didn't work, or it's a failure. And I'm going to go back to what you said at the very beginning, um, that no, it's not a failure. It's not that it didn't work. It's you got feedback. You're always getting results, right? There's always results, whether or not you're losing weight or not, like that's a result. And now we have more data. We have more feedback to be able to take that and apply it to your journey so that, so that you can see the results that you want in the long run. Cause I'm all about you seeing whatever results it is that you want, um, in the long run, but we have to sometimes reframe what we think about what the journey is supposed to look like, because a lot of times it looks a lot different than what you think it should look like. Yep. Absolutely. That's so awesome. All right, Linda, anything else that you would like to share um, with anybody who is, who is thinking about diving in, who's maybe feeling scared or who is early on in their journey? Um, Any words of wisdom for them? I guess one thing I'd say to any of the other yo-yo dieters out there um, who are thinking, you know, I'm just going to, you know, sign up or start doing this and then, you know, I'm going to see the same cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would just let them know that my experience this time has been very different. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's because of the positive thinking um, and some of the other things we've talked about. Um, But it's also been treating it's it's about getting that feedback it's treating those mistakes as lessons Mm -hmm. and learning from them and moving on yeah and I think that's really helped me stay focused um just to give you an example um last week we had a blood drive and I'm always like yes I've got to donate blood like that is just what I'm about Mm -hmm. and because I'm so awesome everyone wants my blood um (laughs) So they're always trying to convince me because of my blood type that I should go do the double, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, they basically, they take two units and then they put back, I forget what they put back, the plasma or something. Uh Um, So, you know, every time you do that, that's kind of hard on your body. And so, you know, I kind of was like, how do I plan this? Um, And thinking about what do I do? So I had planned my day and I planned around, you know, they give you the snacks afterwards And then I was, you know, sitting there in the chair donating and I was realizing, you know what, I'm doing something super awesome today. Um, If I'm feeling extra hungry after this, I should eat more Mm -hmm. because I don't want to feel like crap tomorrow because I haven't in the past, if I haven't eaten enough after or drank enough water, I'll get a migraine the next day, which is awful. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to sacrifice feeling awful for meeting my macros. Mm -hmm. Like that's important to me to meet my macros, but I trust myself now that, yeah, I can have this day where I'm eating extra. It's been amazing. Like just trust that I will, you know, if I have a 
a bad day or a day where I can't track effectively. I don't let it, you know, sink the ship. I know that tomorrow I will get right back on, get after my goals and meet my macros and feel good about that while still having this, you know, awesome experience of being able to do something good. I'm not going to, you know, sacrifice these things that I value like blood donation or, you know, maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe it's going to a party or having different connections, going out to eat with your family or something like that. You don't have to sacrifice or give that up just to attain your goal. Yep. Yep. It all comes down to that choice. And I love that you're saying that because I have a lot of people who are worried that when they start counting macros, that they have to like totally ignore their body and they have to, you know, totally, they can only fit within these macros. And if they go over, then it's like over. And, um, I I love that you bring it back to like, I, I, I want macros to be a guideline. I want it to be a framework and a structure. Um, that you that, that will help you, right? And that doesn't necessarily hold you back, but helps you to attain your goals. But it comes down to it is just a framework. It's just a structure. It's not like like the law that you have to live by. You get, get have those choices. And I love that you're listening to your body, Linda, because you probably did need more calories that day. And that's an important thing to be able to like fuel your body appropriately. And you can combine listening to your body and fueling your body appropriately with also hitting your long-term fat loss goals. So I love it. I love that you shared that. Oh, this has been so good, Linda. Such good stuff in here. I, for those of you guys who are starting out on a journey or who have experienced yo-yo dieting, um, I want you to like listen to this and then maybe even re-listen to it because Linda's been there. Like she's experienced what you've experienced yo-yo dieting and it doesn't, whatever, what you've done in the past doesn't have to be a predictor of what you are doing in the future. Um, and, uh, I love, I love all the things that you shared today. So thank you so much, Linda. You're welcome. I hope you loved that interview with Linda as much as I did. She had some amazing things to say that I hope as you are on your own journey, or maybe thinking about starting your journey, or maybe scared, or maybe feeling defeated, or maybe feeling like a failure, that you can really take the things that she said to heart and really start to apply them to your journey. Um, I, I believe the things that she said about failure. I believe about the things that she said about reframing things. And I believe the things that she said about talking to yourself as you would talk to your friend. It's amazing the shifts that can happen when you do that. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.